Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Okay, we have some injuries to talk about with two of our sports teams. We will start it off with the Avalanche. Uh, Nazem Kadri had surgery on his broken thumb. He is definitely out for the rest of this series, quite possibly for the Stanley Cup Finals. If indeed the Avs get that far, don't forget game four is tonight as the Avs can close it out in Edmonton. As for the Broncos, I was out at practice today. An interesting day. Uh, One, Jerry Judy uh, reportedly has a groin injury. Uh, It is not believed to be serious. KJ Hamler, when I was standing there, he was being looked at. I don't know if he is injured, uh, but a couple of interesting notes. Uh, Russell Wilson had a very nice deep pass to uh, Albert Okawabenam, about a 50-yarder, and then he threw an absolute perfect ball to Tim Patrick, who uh, would have probably would have been a touchdown. It was a long pass, and uh, Nathaniel Hackett was jumping up and down like he had just won the lottery, which is super cute. Are we going to have those breathless reports during training camp every time Russell Wilson completes a pass in a seven-on-seven drill? No, but we will have it when he throws a deep ball and completes it because over the last six years, we never talked about those. We're talking about practice, man. We never talked about completing deep passes with... Thanks, Alan. You know, Locke and Bridgewater and Flacco and Simeon and Lynch and Osweiler and whoever else, Kendall Hinton. Deep down the sideline. At the end of the day, that's what Russell Wilson does well. So good for him. And that certainly extends the offense. But getting back to the avalanche tonight, uh, how big of a loss will Kadri be if he is not in the lineup for the rest of the playoffs? It, dep- it depends on how they adjust. And the Burakovsky plays, too. He he went through the full morning skate today. So that that uh, will be part of the formula of how they compensate for Kadri. But I think they'll, they'll be okay without him. You know, the, the thing about it is the thumb injury, broken thumb, is a widely varying injury from right. athlete to athlete. And there is no simple plug it in and say, well, that's six weeks. Right. Did he have pins put in? Where is the break? Can he hold a stick? Is it the top of his thumb, the bottom of his thumb? There's a lot. Although Jack Eichel did. Played ha- six weeks. And he had thumb surgery. Right? Yeah, Jacob Trueba played four to six weeks last season. Wait, did that. Eichel have thumb surgery or had an injured thumb? I can't remember for Vegas. I don't. Remember. I know we had. I know we had an injured thumb. But you brought up a really good point. So Burakovsky might come back. I haven't been tracking the injury report for every single team in the playoffs. But the Avalanche, who have always been snake bitten at least going into the playoffs with injuries, they've suffered more than a few. People forget Sammy Gerrard is out with a broken sternum, and, and he was and he was playing well. I I believe that you questioned, as did I, how physical he could be with the Blues. You could make the case outside of McCarr and maybe Taves, he was their best defenseman because he was moving the puck well and he was scoring. 
Yeah, he was, but uh, he, he wasn't anywhere close to their best defenseman. No, no, no I'm no, I'm talking offensively. Yes. He was. Is he? In, he's always been a liability uh, defensively, but as an offensive defenseman, and using your words, uh, it is a mandate according to Bednar to jump into the play. Gerard was actually quite good in the playoffs. And jo- Josh Manson was doing a good job of playing with him, not necessarily compensating because you didn't want him to compensate. You use the term covering for him. Yes. Right, and I'm not going to debate that. I'm not going to debate that one bit, but Gerard is out. Kemper, let's not forget about him. Eye injury, stick to the eye. Burakovsky injury. Now you have Kadri. Uh, was Helm injured, or was he just a healthy scratch? He was a healthy scratch early in the playoffs. And Kubel. Um, Abe Kubel. Kubel, injured. That's, yeah, a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of injuries for but 13 games. They had five guys sitting out as healthy scratches at the start of the playoffs when they were saying, hey, for the first time all year, we're healthy. Jack Johnson was sitting right. out at the start of the playoffs after playing in more than 70 regular season games, which shows you how, and he didn't slide to be thrown out into the, into the uh, watching, the ranks of the watching. He didn't slide. It was just simply everybody got well at the same time. But now he's back in there. The, the injury, the injuries are kind of happening, happening in an elite, in a uh, logical progression. And uh, they're, they're, Using the depth, that the highly vaunted depth to compensate. This says a lot, to your point, about the Avs' depth. But you don't want to be using it if you don't have to. That's five injuries in 13 games, and a lot of teams could not survive that. And here's the deal, the one that I, I point out. Ryan Murray has not played a second in the playoffs. Right. He was the second round. He was the second pick right. overall in the NHL draft. It was right. a rotten draft year, but he was the second, right. second pick. He, and I don't know, you know, they say they're 100% healthy. I, I wonder if Murray has some kind of nagging little thing in, involved. But the fa- fact of the matter is, if they proclaim that they're 100% healthy, they're sitting a pretty good player in Ryan Murray. Should Kane have been suspended longer? Yes. Yeah, I am of the idealistic mindset, even going back to Steve, Steve Moore and Todd Bertuzzi, the, the perfect suspension for me would be how long you, how long the other guy is out. Right. So I would say I was in the case of Kadri and Evander Kane. Evander Kane should be out until until Kadri uh, can play again. Of course, now the uh, Oilers will be out of the playoffs. But there should should be some way to tie the length of this, the suspension to the severity of the injury. Well, listen, if it was a Chris Draper type of injury, Kane would have been suspended for ten games. Yeah, and, and un- unfortunately. Justice is served out depending on the severity of the injury. I, I'd have no problem it's with that. Because that's it's that's the way it works. It's a matter of responsibility and accountability. So I have no, I have no, uh, I have no qualms with tying it to that. Now that doesn't mean simply because if it, if it's deemed a, a good, a good, clean, legal hit, and the other player is injured, and you're not suspended, you're not fined, then. Then the, yeah, you take you take that out of the formula, but in in my mind, somehow, if you're a suspendable offense, the suspension should be tied to how badly you, the other guys hurt. You believe that the Avs are going to lose tonight? Yes. I'm not suggesting that they won't win. It would not surprise me if they don't win tonight. With that, can we maybe try and spin it positively? Let me give you some positives. Number one, you get to close it at home in front of your fans. Yeah. Okay. Number two, um, number two, 
you don't have 11 days off. Now you only have, what, nine days off or eight days off. I think that's a positive. It's either the 15th or the 18th. Okay. Well, we'll assume it's the 18th. It could be the 15th. But this is the biggest reason why I'd like to see him close it out at home. I want Kane on the ice. <laughs> I want Kane on the ice. I do. Why? Why? Because... Is Curtis McDermott going to dress that night? Sure. No, then I think you're getting sidetracked. And when I say your, I, I, no, your, when I say your, I understand. Mean I know it's emotional. I know it's an emotional thing that I'm saying. Logically, it doesn't make any sense. I'm with you on that. Then fine. Who is currently on the roster who can go after Kane? Well, even uh, Gabe Landeskog could. No, I don't want him getting hurt. I don't either. I'm, I'm saying it wouldn't be smart. And nope. I've opined many times how stupid it is. Right. That Gabe Landeskog has decided he can be the Avenger. Well, even how, Nathan how about McKinnon? McKinnon? Even Nathan McKinnon. McKinnon. No, you don't want him doing it. No. No. So, so who, who's their option? Well, you, you, can, you could even look at somebody like Eric Johnson and you don't want him. Fighting. No, you don't want him fighting either because he'll wind up getting hurt again. Just for getting near Kane, he'll find a way to get an injury. But I think they get sidetracked in, the, in that game five by all the, and they allow the oil to, to uh, make it a vendetta walking out the door. And I think you've invited it if you dress Curtis McDermott. You're telegraphing what you're going to do. That's the only well. They will. Thing. They will not instigate. I. I no. If you start McDermott, you, the, you know what's going to happen. There's no reason to start him. No. Except to do one thing. But, well, no, to suit him up, to suit him up and put him in the lineup for Game Five against the Oil would be a part and parcel and admission that that something's going to happen. There's no. We may, we may be instigating it. We may be receiving it. Uh, I would like to think that it would it would not be the Avalanche instigating but it, it it could be possible if he is on the ice i would worry in a game five that there are guys who might want to take some liberties then wind up in the box and that would take them out of their game would you could be concerned about that yes i would yeah you know they haven't played dumb hockey nope and they've played they, teams that have played dumb they've, hockey. they've accepted louis, their beating st louis and nashville both played dumb hockey right and and the oilers haven't played overly smart either no right so, all right, coming up after the break, we're going to switch it up. We're going to talk some Nuggets. Uh, new Nuggets beat reporter from MileHighSports.com, Ryan Blackburn, wrote a terrific article about the Nuggets. This is the title, How Deep into the Luxury Tax Will the Denver Nuggets Go? I'm not so sure Ryan believes they're going to go deep in. I believe they will. We'll talk about it next. You know we Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At T. Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber of the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about a great place you need to go this summer. 
because they have a great festival going on, I think, on Friday nights. And Windfall Brewing Company is right in the thick of it. They have live music in the Orchard Town Center. But it's more than just, you know, being right next to it. Their executive chef used to be the sous chef at Shanahan's. Right there, it should tell you how great the menu is. I've been there a lot. And the food on that menu is not bar food. It's not even upscale bar food. It is high quality stuff you're going to get on their menu. What else? Well, they're a brewery, Windfall Brewing Company, right? They have 17 brews on tap. And this is also a great place to take the kids because they have 23 pinball machines, Pac-Man, Golden Tea, and dozens of your favorite old-time arcade games. It has something for everyone. You're going to want to go check it out. Windfall Brewing Company in the Orchard Town Center. You're going to love it. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in the newest member of the Mile High Sports team, Ryan Blackburn. He's going to be covering the Nuggets. He's been covering the Nuggets for a very long time. Ryan, thrilled to have you as part of the family. Welcome. Thank you very much. Really appreciate both you, Eric, and Terry for having me on, guys. Let's talk about your latest article on MileHighSports.com. It says, how deep into the luxury tax will the Denver Nuggets go? Ryan, how deep are they going to go? <laughs> it's a great question. I, I am very curious to see what Josh Kroenke, Stan Kroenke, and the, the entire Nuggets organization is willing to do. Uh, I laid out in the article that right now the Nuggets are projected to be about $10.2 million into the luxury tax. They haven't been in the luxury tax in a long time. It's been, I think, 12 years ever since they've been there. And now, like, I, I think every member of KSE is, is going to be reminding me at this point that they have said willingly that if they're competitive, then they will pay the tax. Uh, it just kind of depends on, on how much they're willing to do. I, I kind of lay out some concerns, and the luxury tax is no joke, especially when you get deeper into it. So, I just have a lot of concerns about whether they're going to go the extra mile to be as competitive as they can. Is that financial commitment? Can you, can you buy a championship? Yeah, I think you can. I think we see the golden state warriors who have been deep into the luxury tax over the course of these last two years. Last year it didn't work out and they didn't even have clay Thompson last year but they still went $170 million into their, their luxury tax bill, basically. That was stuff that they had to pay on top of the, uh, the actual salary that they paid. They, they spent about $340 million, basically, on just money to pay for the team. And the Warriors are printing money over there in, in San Francisco right now. So I, I'm not trying to compare uh, KSC with, with what the Warriors are doing over in the Bay. But I do think that at this point, if you're Nikola Jokic, if you're Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, you have to be fully on board with this team, paying as much as they possibly can to win a title and, and to set yourself up and then add as many pieces as you can to make that title dream a reality. You said that Murray and Mike and MPJ are all, the Nuggets believe Murray and MPJ are all-star caliber talents. Were you hedging your bet at all of that there when you said caliber? caliber talents or caliber are you are you sure they're all-star caliber players and i think there's a difference oh i i was i was 
I think, paraphrasing Josh Kroenke from the press conference, he specifically mentioned uh, Murray and Porter and how they were out this past season. And it's, it's not necessarily a reflection of Denver's actual talent that they, that they lost in the first round to the ultimate NBA champions, that they, they lost it kind of a bad way because those guys were gone, not necessarily because of any other questions. I have other questions too, but one question that I don't have is that Jokic, Murray, Porter, there are very few teams in the NBA that have a top trio as talented as those guys. Murray has not made an all-star game yet. Porter, is, he's only been in the league for two years really playing. But I do think that all-star games are in both of their futures. I disagree. For starters, for starters, Ryan, neither have ever been an all-star. Let's just start with that. Neither have ever been an all-star. I understand MPJ hasn't played that long. Giving MPJ that contract was an enormous mistake. It's as if Tim Connolly, before he walked out the door, went to center court, pulled on his pants, did his business, and walked out the door to Minnesota. He could have screwed over this franchise for the, for the remainder of MPJ's deal. There was no reason to give him that deal. Would you agree on that at that time? No reason. I would. I, I disagree. I disagree firmly. And despite the fact that we have hindsight, kind of like. No, no, there's, no. Ryan, that, Ryan, there's no hindsight. He, he has an injury history. There's no hindsight. We know he has injury history. What's the hindsight? Because there's no other, like, there was nothing else that you were going to do with that money, Eric. Like, that's, that is something. Wait, what about free agency? You said all these guys, they can't sign because they can't afford them. Why not go after Zach Levine? Why do you need an injured Michael Porter Jr., who, quite frankly, has done nothing consistently since he's been on this roster, except for stand in a corner like an AAU player and has absolutely no court sense whatsoever and occasionally plays defense and is injured because all the time? They were- they would still be over the salary cap. They'd still be over the luxury tax threshold, and they would not be able to orchestrate that deal. That's just that's just how the salary cap works, and it's one of the reasons why you very rarely see players and teams that are over the salary cap as much as they are. Denver's an, an established championship-caliber team. They are that, that level oh. of team. I think that there's no question about it. If you ask anybody in the league right now, they have a top-five talent. There's no doubt about that. They just had to be on the court and be healthy. Ryan, I think you're drinking the Kool-Aid. Welcome maybe, to welcome maybe, to the team. We welcome to the team. We can all disagree cordially and friendly. I agree with you. Terry and I have this disagreement. I think you and I, Ryan, are on the same page. I I do give the Nuggets a, a pass for this year because, in theory, their top two players were on the shelf for the entire year. Yes, I would like to see what MPJ could do on the court for a full season. That's what I would like to see. I think Murray has a tremendous work ethic, and I love his upside. Is it his fault he's not an, an all-star? No. He, he plays at times at an all-star level, okay? But there are other guards in the Western Conference better than him, and you can only take so many guys. So I'm with you on that. But I don't understand why you believe that, if I'm not mistaken, MPJ would have been a restricted free agent right now. Is that correct? Restricted. Yeah, probably so. So what was the rush giving him a new deal at the beginning of the season before he even hit restricted free agency? What was the rush? Well, I think you can look directly over at the Phoenix Suns right now, a team that is having massive success, and then they underperformed this year. Mm -hmm. And now you see a guy in DeAndre Ayton, Mm -hmm. who was the former number one overall pick, who definitely deserves a max contract. There is no question about that. And they have now completely 
uh, they disingenuously took him and, and made him the mark on their team, despite the fact that Chris Paul and Devin Booker absolutely underperformed in their own right. Mikhail Bridges is a guy that they'd like to feature as a third option. They have a first overall pick in DeAndre Ayton that they could have paid the max to before. They chose not to do that, and now he's probably not going to be there anymore. Now, you can argue that Michael Porter, given his injury history, was not a – like, it, maybe it wasn't the right call. Maybe they should have been a little bit more uh, – withholding in terms of the guaranteed money that they're going to give. But this is just how the Cronkies have operated. It's not just Tim Connolly. It's it's Nikola Jokic. It's Jamal Murray. It's Will Barton. It's Gary Harris. It's Paul Millsap. It's all of the guys. It's the reason why they have been in the championship position that they are back in 2020 when they made it to the Western Conference Finals. That is the last time that this team was healthy. And I, I still believe that they have that feeling. I can can MPJ ever be a major contributing player on this team, given his physical, given his physical past, especially with yes. the hamstring with the hamstringing that is being done with his contract? Yes, there there is no doubt in my mind because the Nuggets they need to be able to trust him. That's the thing. It's like they they are willing to sit him out this season, knowing that this year was not going to be the most important year in their franchise history. It's this upcoming year. It's the year after that. It's the year after that. This team has a runway when Jamal Murray gets back on the court, when Michael Porter is comfortable getting back on the court, because of what Nikola Jokic can do. They have no doubt at all that when those three guys are out there on the court that they can be a 55-60 win caliber of team. They just needed everybody to be on the court, and so they will. Michael Porter will be on the court. You haven't seen the last or the or the best of Michael Porter. He's going to continue to get better, and he's going to get healthy. Can he guard some, anybody? I think he he's – that's a good question. I think he probably has to guard fours, and Aaron Gordon will guard threes. They can do some cross-matching and make it work. That's probably the biggest question that I have. It's not necessarily the health factor. It's it's the defense factor. You think DeAndre but is coming back to the Suns? No, no, he's going to get an extra year, and they don't want him to leave. You think he's going no, to come I, back? I don't. Th- I, I think he's gone. You, I think you, so you don't think he takes? You don't think he takes the extra year? No, I think he's. I think he's very upset with the way that they've run things. They tried to make him the scapegoat okay. of everything. And I, if I were him, I know that I could get a hundred million and go somewhere else. He's got a long career ahead of him, and right. probably has another max contract after this one. So, so I have to imagine that he's going to go get his money somewhere else to be happy. So you and I can both agree that DeAndre Ayton has a reason to be upset because he did not get a new contract. We can agree on that. Is that right? Sure. What in the hell would Michael Porter Jr. be upset about, considering the guy hasn't been really healthy? What the hell is his beef if he didn't get a new contract until the end of the year? What would his problem be? Because he hasn't shown any durability. What would he be angry about? Because I I, would have zero empathy for him. I'd have no empathy for him. I disagree with that because he sat out his first season recovering from the from the injury, yep. and then he in the next two seasons, mm-hmm. second season, third season, yep. he missed an, a combined one game due to back soreness. Right, that was it. That was it. Two years of Foley, and then he had a fluke injury that popped up. And I know that he has history, and I understand that this is going to be an ongoing thing. Do you think the Philadelphia 76ers were saying the same thing when Joel Embiid was getting his max deal? Joel Embiid and Michael Porter Jr. aren't even in the same solar system. And they weren't when they, they came out of college. Now. 
No, they never were. When Joel Embiid was playing 31 games, mm-hmm. and then they gave him a max contract after 31 games in three years. Right. You think they were making the same, like, question marks? Like, Denver has a talented core. They have their talented group. There is no doubt that they believe in this group. I think you got to let it play out, Eric. I, I honestly do. Well, you have and to now. Down- Ryan, you have to now. You have three guys under max deals. And if Michael Porter Jr., all, all I'm saying is they could have given Michael Porter Jr., had he stayed healthy, they could have started renegotiating a deal in March. Is that fair? In March. Uh, like, I guess. I guess. Like, you could do it throughout the year. Yeah. Right. But let's say March. Let's see how he plays for the first four months of the season. But instead, he gets injured right away. Not his fault. It is what it is. Okay? And don't forget, he was injured in the playoff series against the Suns. He was getting treatment daily. He flew in treatment daily from his guy. This guy's always been injured. He's never been fully healthy. I just, I, he tripped over Faku Composo in game one of that series. Like, I'm not going to... Yeah. I'm not going to berate somebody like that, and I'm not going to berate the Nuggets. I'm not going to question them because I was somebody who was definitely on the on the side of you pay your guys and you move forward because you believe in the talent. This is going to play out, and we're going to have to see how it goes, but I do believe that Denver, if they're going to win a title, it's going to be over the next three seasons with Murray, Porter, and Jokic as their top three. And if you believe that Zach Levine would have been a better fit, uh, more power to you. Denver probably would have still had to trade a whole bunch of shit in order to go play, in order to go get Zach Levine. And it's not even necessarily a better fit, honestly. Do you, if Porter Jr. remains injured, will it be the biggest mistake in franchise history? I think it's a big watershed, Mark, that's for sure, but definitely not the biggest mistake. They've had others. Well, how, how, do, you, how do you build a team when you have three max contracts and one guy can't play? then where do you find reinforcements? Now you have to win with a big two. And one Supermax. Right. Included and, yeah, in and, and Jokic is cutting the Supermax hasn't even been signed yet. So do I think the Warriors, I, do you think the Warriors were asking, asking the same question when Clay Thompson missed two and a half years? Oh, you mean after they won three titles with him? You trust your guys. You trust your guys. Well, I, tr- and, I trust uh, the history that Clay Thompson had won three titles before his injury. Right. He won three titles. Sure. He's a proven championship player. Michael jo- M- Michael Porter Jr. has proven nothing, except that he could barely play college basketball because of injuries, and he's been has had a difficult time. What has he started, like 61 games over three years? No, he's started like 100. Hmm. Well, I know he's played. He's, he has started 71. He has played 125. My, my whole thing is, and we can agree to disagree on this, Ryan, and I, and I, and I, listen, I read you, before you came here, I read you all the time, but I, I, I actually, I enjoy, you know, trading jabs with MPJ supporters. I, I enjoy trading jabs with, with Will Barton people because I don't get the love in Will Barton. We're on the same page about Will Barton, are we? Yeah, I think I, look, Denver's got to find defense somewhere. Like, I understand that there are definitely questions about Porter's long-term viability as a championship piece. Like, don't get me wrong. Teams have to play defense. They have to figure it out. They have to stay on the court. Like, I, I do understand the concerns yeah, yeah. about Porter, but this is something that you have to, like, you just have to trust the star talents. There's a difference between Michael Porter's talent and Will Barton's talent. No now, question. If you think you can go get a 3 and D guard or a 3 and D wing in place of Will Barton, somebody that could help guard Steph Curry a little bit better, then that's something that you got to do. Yeah. And, and I don't think that Denver thinks twice about that this offseason. 
Ryan, we appreciate your time. I'm sorry that I put you through a firing line. Terry's the nice one. He's the good cop. I'm the bad cop. That's okay. I, I, like, uh, I like the healthy debate. It's Welcome awesome. aboard. Welcome yeah. aboard. You are, a, you are a really valuable, valuable addition to this team. Very valuable. Like Cody Rourke, you guys are in the same breath. Thank you so much for being part of our team. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. See you, I, I, I just look at it. The Porter, uh, uh, Michael Porter Jr. is, he, is not their third best player, even, even if he's healthy. I don't think he's their third best player. Ability? is based on availability. So don't tell me how good a guy's ability is. Right? Right. Don't tell me. Availability, is, it means more than ability. Availability. And he's not available. No. And we still don't. And a bad back. How many people do you know that have had a bad back and can't get over <laughs> it? Right? Right. And he's had other injuries as well. Coming up after the break, when Josh Kroenke met the media last week, he said, new training facilities are on the way. Well, there's a narrative out there that the Kroenkes are screwing up. They should have had new training facility for both teams for a long time that is so overrated so overstated and such a joke what that's next oh Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at T Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Low T99, testosterone treatment made easy and affordable. For just $129 per month, they'll send you testosterone, supplies, and the price includes lab work. Go to LowT99.com. When Josh Kroenke met the media last week, he said a new training facility is in the works for the Nuggets and the Avalanche. In the meantime, there had been a narrative before that press conference that the Kroenkes aren't doing enough. They're not doing enough for their teams, and they need to build new facilities, and shame on them. The Kroenkes aren't doing enough for the teams. They need to build new facilities, and shame on them. That's what you believe? Yes. Okay. Let me ask you a couple of questions, and I would appreciate a yes or no answer. Would new facilities make Nikola Jokic a better player, even though he's won two consecutive MVPs? Oh, it would. So suddenly he'd be the MVP MVP. Yes. Do you think that new facilities suddenly would have gotten MPJ and Jamal Murray on the court faster? Yes. Do you think new facilities would suddenly have the... I'm kidding, folks. I know. Would suddenly have the Avalanche clinching a win to go to the cup finals in three games instead of four games. Yes. That's my point. And I know you're being sarcastic. Yes, I am. Right. I've been around. Has I've nothing been, to I've, do with it. I've been around the block enough covering teams in virtually every sport to understand that facilities, it's like college football. It's like mm-hmm. college basketball. Mm-mm. There is some, it, there's, mm-hmm. it is, it involves the implant, implantation of swagger and class and feel for the organization's strengths. You know what players care most Investment. about? You know what they care most about? How much am I getting paid? Yes. That's what they care Agreed. most about. So at the end of the day, if you said to a player, I tell you what, 
I'm going to shave five million off your salary to build a new facility, or do you want the five million in your pocket? They'll oh, take. There's no question about you, that. You, you know who's impressed by new facilities, Terry? 18, 19 year old kids who are being recruited. Those are the kids who are impressed. At NH- the end of the day, it's about salaries. NHL and NBA players consider it important enough to 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 feel less loyal to the organization if they aren't getting the first class facilities. Would they rather have less class facilities or compete for championships? Because that's what the Avs are doing but, right now. Well, that's what the Avs are but doing But if right you now. compete, comp- if part of competing for championships is creating a positive atmosphere and making it apparent to the players and everybody in the organization that the, the organization has a commitment on every level, including practice. Facilities. Well, it can't be... It, it, Unfortunately, it can't be everything. So if you why not? So if, why not? Can't be. Why can't it maybe, be all maybe, for Rob Walt? Why couldn't it be? A, maybe you know what? Maybe it can be. But if you ask the Nuggets players, would you rather have a new facility or would you rather have a spend into the luxury tax? What would they say? I, I think it doesn't have to be either. Or why are you linking the two? Because, why can't Why can't you just say we want a first class? practice and workout facility and uh, that's part and parcel of the overall image and swagger of the organization we want to be first class. i i want to i i want to hear an owner say and believe it that we want to be first class in everything we do well every one of them says that then then give them first class workout facilities also i agree that they they should have probably built something a while ago all i'm saying is it doesn't affect performance not one bit. It's it's an ineffable, intangible type of thing that it, it creates an image and a swagger within the organization. Is the it, players, it, uh, it was, they want to believe that everything is first class. Every, everything is not first class when you have one of the worst practice facilities in the National Hockey League. Well, you know who had arguably the worst practice facility, the NFL, for a very long time? Yet The Denver Broncos? Yet they had the top offense in NFL history in 2013 and went to a Super Bowl. The Denver Broncos. And they played in a bubble that collapsed. <laughs> well, and they so, also they also went down to fa- family sports in the... Uh, that's right. That's where the bubble is. Yeah, next to the right. driving range. That, that, that's, that's where the bubble is. Yes, that was, so that was that pretty did, funny. That didn't affect Peyton Manning coming here, did it? Nope. Didn't affect... Demarcus Ware coming but here. It, and it keep, no, times wait. are changing. It's becoming more important in the, in the arms race to have good facilities it is exemplary facilities first class elite top of the line that's awesome it's a feather in your cap and it helps the attitude it helps the image of the entire organization on several levels you know what the image of the abs might be in about three weeks holding up a stanley cup with crappy facilities yes does that matter you don't think they're going to get a new facility no i know he already said they're going to do i know that's what i'm saying at the end of the day it doesn't affect performance all that matters is you have the best I don't care about the best facilities. I care about the best trainers. That's what I care about. Mm-hmm. I care about the best coaches. I want to make sure that my players, hold on. Are the two mutually exclusive? You're making it sound like they have to pick one of those over the other. If, Can't you have both? Can't you have you can. the, the best staff in, in your sport and the best practice facility? When Mike Shanahan, and you know this because you covered this team back then. When Mike Shanahan came here, he said to Pat Bolin, we need to do things differently. Because I came from the San Francisco 49ers, and they did things first class. For starters, guys should not be sharing rooms together. We need to have better meals. We need to make sure guys aren't walking out of the facility with bag lunches following training camp. Those things were improved dramatically. 
maybe maybe the water pressure in the shower isn't <laughs> perfect. I got it. It would be great to have better facilities, but it's not going to affect winning and it's not going to affect morale if you hire the best coaches and you bring in the best players and you treat them well by making sure they're not flying commercial and they are then you do have your own jet. But again, you're saying they're not the two things are not mutually exclusive. You don't have to pick between being a first-class organization and having first-class facilities. That's fair. But at the end of the day, let's take the Comcast thing out of it completely because they why why it's it's part of the overall picture it's what everybody wants to talk about well no you and i both agree they botched it they screwed it up and it's and it's it's and it's egregious the way the cronkies handled it let's talk about the on ice not the cameras shooting what's on the Mm -hmm. ice on ice i know that the cronkies and they said they're going to be building a new facility has it affect the product on the floor or the ice it will someday Oh, if you stay, if you stay, if you don't demonstrate the commitment to have it be elite and first class in everything, including facilities, there may be a backsliding. There might be. There might be. But right now you can make the case there isn't a better owner in professional sports than Stan Kroenke. Uh, when they you probably look, wouldn't say that in St. Louis. Okay, well, he doesn't have a team there. So we don't have to worry about that. But team. he had a team. there, And that team just won a Super Bowl. And they also have a team getting ready to go to the Stanley Cup. After shafting an entire market. That's fine. St. Louis can be pissed and they have a right to be. At the end of the day, no owner in sports has had more success over the last three, four years, especially for the Avs win and Stan Kroenke. Right? Yes. And the Avs and Nuggets still don't have new facilities. Yet he still has all that success. And even the commitment to to get moving on those fronts for, with practice facilities for the Nuggets... And the avalanche, the ground hasn't been broken. It's going to be a while. And it probably will be. But you know what? I don't think that if they have a parade, any player is going to stand up and say, there isn't enough pressure in the showers, and maybe we could have won the cup in five games (laughs) instead of six. What do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it? Talked a lot about the Western Conference Finals in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll take a look back at the Eastern Conference Finals, Game 3 yesterday, and Game 2 of the NBA Finals yesterday as well. We'll take a look at that series also on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. I'm Goodman Fry. Watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at TFry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP. Dot com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine. Well and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Yeah. 
Just In Case You Missed It, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it yesterday afternoon, the Tampa Bay Lightning won their first home game of the Eastern Conference Finals with an Andre Palat goal with 42 seconds left in regulation. Should the Rangers have any concern or still confidence with their 2-1 series lead? It looked as if they were going to jump out to a 3-0 jump out to a 3-0 lead. And then uh and Darren Helm scored in the last few seconds to win it. It, it, but it's a home and home. It's a home series so far. Until that changes, it, it's uh, it's not done. Avs fans aren't going to be happy with me saying this. There are four teams left in in the playoffs. In order, it's the Rangers, Lightning, and Avalanche. Really? Yep. You're saying they're better than the Avalanche. Yep. Why would you say that? Wh- which team do you want me to start with? Tampa Bay. For starters, let's just start in the goal. goaltender. But let's just start right there. Rangers in goal. Okay. You and I talked about this during the break. Okay. If you had to rank the top four, top three players with the Rangers and the Avalanche, you would go Shesterkin, McKinnon, Makar. Would you agree? Yeah. Then Adam Fox, and then from five through ten, you could easily put four Rangers players in there. Easily. Which, which ones? Well, Panarin, just, just to, for starters. Right? Just yeah. for starters. <clears throat> They're a really good young team who might be a year away. <clears throat> and look at all the championship medal. Though. Because advantage, Ed. <clears throat> all of those guys. They're they're an unbelievably good team. Chris Kreider. He's really on a hot streak. It is unbelievable what the Avs have done in the Western Conference playoffs. But they have played teams with major holes. These two teams do not have holes. Is that fair to say? They do not have holes anywhere in their roster. Well, they're not, goal- not depth, not defensemen. Yeah. It's no, I would answer that with saying their goaltending makes up for any any deficiencies they have. Well, you can make the case that the Avs' defense has done a great job of blocking shots where guys have gotten injured, so Kemper and Francois don't have to face as many shots. Yes, that's true. Right, and those guys have been injured, and that's a problem too. You think Kemper is going to get back in the rest of the way for the Avs? Everyone's saying because he's the number one guy, he should come back. I no, I could not disagree more. No. Are they, you kidding me? They, they I, I've taken some heat for saying I think the players have lost faith in in uh, in their goal in Kemper in Kemper, right? And I don't know if they've lost. I, faith I think in I think the better way to put it, and I've thought about this a lot, that the the better way to put it with Kemper is that they're more comfortable now w- with Frankie with well, with. Pavel Francis. Well, I'm not a guy who throws out stats all the time because I don't believe stats tell the whole story. Francis has given up two goals in two games. Period. End of story. Mic drop. And he makes a big saves when he's had to. Yeah. And no, he should not have given up that second goal. No. But then again, how many times has Kemper given up a goal like that in the playoffs? A bunch. There you go. He's given up two goals in two games against Dreisaitl and McDavid and Kane. And I don't think that mentality... I understand the... I understand the principle yeah. sticking with the guy, but I right. they shouldn't. All right, that was Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. Right now, all 750 milliliter domestic wines, 15% off. Stop by Argonaut off of Colfax or check them out at ArgonautLiquor.com. Alex, Danny, great job today. Same with you, Terry. Tomorrow, we could be talking about the Avs going to the finals. That's next.